Hi, I'm Dean Turple, and this is Dean Turple's podcast. Today is November 2nd of 2020. We're deep into session four of 2020, and the next couple of months are going to fly by. Once the Halloween decorations come down, the end of the year is right around the corner. I'm kind of glad to see the Halloween decorations come down in my neighborhood. I like the decorated neighborhood, but I don't like scary stuff, and I walk at five o'clock every morning. It's dark, and I don't like scary things flying at me at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so just a just a personal issue with it, but um, it's nice to see everything decorated in the neighborhood, and I am very much looking forward to seeing the Christmas decorations go up in my neighborhood. Uh, I enjoy them in the morning when I'm walking. Um, a little bit of light uh, they bring to the neighborhood at that time of the morning, and then just uh, just nice to see everything all decorated up. So, I haven't reported a podcast for a couple of weeks because I haven't felt like there was a lot to say. It seems like there's a lot going on, but um, I didn't have a lot to say about it. I think what's on everybody's mind right now in both nursing programs is just what does the future hold for on campus, for in hospital? What, you know, what are we doing moving forward? I want to make sure I clear up any misconceptions about exactly what's going on during this session for all of the students. So two things are happening right now, and that is that we are getting settled for January, um, getting people going in this session, and then the other is getting ready for a, a new cohort in January, and that has sort of been um, what's taking up a lot of time right now for your associate deans and administrative assistants, and me to some extent. So for this session, I, uh, I thought it was very clear that there will be some people returning to the hospital and there will be some people not returning to the hospital. We don't have control over that issue. The hospitals have control over that. Yes, we have clinical affiliation agreements or contracts with the hospitals. Um, and those just outline the, the way we communicate and the behavior and that we have a written agreement with them. But they hold all of the cards when it comes to how many students can be there and at what times and on what days, if at all. So they are very slowly opening back up to us and offering us clinical spots. Not all of the hospitals, um, mostly on the north side of the county, the hospitals. Some hospitals are not open to us at all, such as Kindred, and some hospitals like Broward Health are opening more spots for us every day, and Cleveland Clinic, obviously. So we don't have a way other than sort of a lottery system or just by chance where we send, where some students get to go to the hospital and some don't. Um, there's no actual rhyme or reason to it. There's no, there's nobody who's handpicking names. There's no faculty who are calling the associate dean or emailing the associate dean and saying, okay, I'm going to the hospital. I want this student, this student, this student. As much as possible, we try and keep students together more as, you know, that were in a group before. Not, not for any, you know, academic reason, more just for paperwork. <laughs> it's easier to move a whole uh, cohort together, a whole clinical group together. I wish there were clinical spots for all of you. I wish it could be exactly um, fair. 
but it's possibly not fair, I don't know. We're trying to do it in the most fair way possible. There are no guarantees for anybody about anything moving forward. Somebody asked me last week in a meeting, a student asked me, do you guarantee that? Do you promise? And I'm not guaranteeing or promising anything right now. Um, you know, a year ago today, certainly I would not have expected that we'd be in the situation we are. So I can't promise anything moving forward. I can apologize if things aren't the way you want them, but that doesn't mean I can change it. We're all in a position of not being able to change a lot of things in our environment, right? Externally, we can't change them. We can't manufacture hospitals for clinical spots and we have no control over what they do. But we have control over our own learning, period, right? So you can take every opportunity you can and make the best of every situation you can so that you're going to be the best nurse that you can possibly be. I have reached out to several other organizations to try and get some new clinical experiences, some new clinical affiliates. And we believe that for some of our courses and some of our clinical courses, our lab courses, nursing homes might be a good option. Right now, nursing homes are in chaos. And though they're very interested in having our students in the future, right now they're just reluctant to sign any contracts because they're just, you know, operating in chaos right now. Here's the thing. You still have to be ready because clinical spots are opening up just, you know, randomly. And everything is very by the moment and changing rapidly. A requirement of our program is that you're always ready for clinical by having your complio up to date so you do need to do that. I've had a couple of students actually tell me well you know it's not fair that I'm paying the same price for a lab course that's meeting on campus and another student is paying the same price for a lab course that gets to go to the hospital. So I understand that concern and I feel for you. I will tell you flat out that having you at the college on campus and having you in simulation costs us significantly more than going to the hospital. Why is that? Because here when you're on campus, we have to provide all of the supplies and equipment and personnel. We have the overhead, which is you know the cost of the building, the cost of cleaning, the cost of the AC. Um, when you're in the hospital, all of those costs fall on the hospital. So it's actually more cost effective for us to have you in the hospital. That's certainly not a reason we're trying to get you in the hospital, but when that issue of, hey, I'm paying the same amount of money and I shouldn't be paying the same amount of money if I'm not going to the hospital, actually, it doesn't really bear fruit. And in fact, the college is refunding all fees that don't have anything to do, or that don't have services that are operational right now. So for instance, if you're paying a library fee and the library is not, um, is only operational online, I'm not, well, library fee is not a good choice, uh, parking. Um, everybody was charged a parking freebie fee because parking is, you know, essentially free, but you pay a fee, right? Well, nobody's getting a parking fee right now. So even those of you who are required to be on campus, um, we're not charging the parking fee to you. And there's other fees like the, like for use of the gym that's closed and things like that, the, um, the fitness centers. So I understand that there's frustration. I understand that you're upset, some of you, um, about not going to the hospital. And then I have the other 
perspective. I have some students who are very upset that, that they're expected to go to do clinicals at the hospital and be on campus. So I'm going to make it very clear. I thought I made it very clear in my last podcast, but I want to make it very clear right now in this podcast, you hear it directly from my voice. Lab courses are not necessarily remote. There will be in every single lab course during this session and moving forward an on-campus component. You need to be available during your lab course. So if your, if your lab course is scheduled for every Tuesday for 12 hours, you cannot work on those 12 hours. You cannot plan for something else. You need to be available for clinical on your clinical day. We are not offering clinicals remotely 100% of the time. We have the option to provide them via simulation for another day or two, but uh, we do not they are not necessarily remote. It does not necessarily mean that you won't need to report to the hospital and, and or report to campus. So I just want to make sure that that's very clear moving forward. If you have questions about that, please feel free to get in touch with me. It might be best to speak with your faculty member first and then your associate dean, but I'm happy to discuss that with you. Um, for this session, theory courses remain remote unless your professor is asking you to come on campus for testing or some other purpose and they're making that clear to you. So that's for right now. We'll address January many times likely, at least a few times between now and January, but there are a lot of things going on right now with regards to the January schedule in nursing and throughout the college. So the plan right now is to offer a wide variety of options and the associate deans and deans and faculty have um, the option right now to do a variety of different things, like I said. So we are asking faculty how they would like to run their theory classes. For the RNWSN and the ASN program, faculty have the decision-making ability about how they want to run their class for January. In the RNWSN program, overwhelmingly, the classes will be delivered online or remote. In the ASN program, many classes will be offered remotely and there will be many classes that are offered face-to-face. -face. I can't tell you exactly those classes right now, but there is a designation when you register for those classes. We are diligently searching for rooms that will accommodate the large classes that we have and be able to offer them face-to-face -face in a safe environment. All of the lab courses will be face-to-face. That does not mean that some elements of your lab course may be remote. For example, you may have some simulation in your lab course and that simulation may be remote. However, it may also be in person. There will be an on-campus component to every single lab course and as many lab courses that can be held at the hospital will be held at the hospital. We will use as many hospital spots as we can possibly use. 
to get students back to the hospital. I cannot guarantee that it will be every single student, but it's going to be operating exactly how it is now. As many lab, uh, hospital spots as we can use, we will use. So the reason behind that, and it's, it's my decision, so you know, <laughs> um, the reason behind that is because I'm not gonna lose those clinical spots. Clinical spots are very hard to come by. A significant portion of the associate dean's work is getting hospital clinical spots. It's a huge part of their life. And if we give those spots up that we have, even though they're not enough for everyone, we will run the risk of losing them permanently and not having a program. So it's a decision I've had to make. It's not a great one, and I wish I wasn't in this position, but I think we all can agree that things are never going to go back to the way they were in the first week of March of this year or the last week of February of 2020, and everything is hard decisions and nothing is perfect. So again, if you have questions about your current schedule, about the 2020 schedule, I encourage you to speak to your professor and then encourage you to speak to your associate dean. So that's the first big thing is the schedule, right? The second big thing that's been going on is that we're planning for a January cohort. As most of you know, we accept three cohorts a year, January, May, and August. This is the first time in over two years, um, and I'm not sure beyond that to be perfectly honest, that we've had more applicants in our program than we have room for. So we have had to make some hard decisions and have some cutoffs in how many people we can admit to this program. So that has been a challenge, right? Because we have many qualified candidates and to have to, to not be able to take everybody is, is very, it's very stressful and it's hard. Uh, it's hard to tell people no who've worked really hard for this, but we're trying to do the best we can. We're trying to get as many people in as we can. We want to do what we can do to get people moving forward, but also continue to have a high quality program and offer the amount of clinical and lab that we need. And we are hampered by our availability of clinical spots. So I want all of you to know that it's not automatic if you meet the criteria to get into the program anymore. There's a huge interest in nursing and we um, were a high quality program with a lot of interest. So if you're one of those people listening that has did not make the cutoff this time, you know, keep trying, uh, apply again, and we take cohorts three times a year. So hopefully we'll be able to take more as time goes by and things open back up. I hope everybody has a great week and rest of the session. I hope everybody is exercising and preparing for that big meal in four weeks <laughs> and doing well in your clinicals. And it's been so nice to see everybody on campus. I get so excited when I see you. I'm so proud of how you guys are being positive and moving forward in the program. Um, I should have some information soon about um, possible candlelighting activities and things like that. So have a great week. Have a great class.